You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. You know how people always look for directions at P.F. Chang's? It's the fortune cookie. And it's funny because after you're done eating, it's like, are you gonna eat, are you gonna eat your cookie? Everybody, what are you gonna do to your cookie? You're not gonna throw it out, are you? Oh, you like them, huh? No, they're horrible. I wanna see what's inside. Have you noticed that? Are you like that? If I was a hacker, I'd like to hack into the machine that makes those things and put Bible verses in there. Can you imagine? And then I'd ship them all to China. <laughs> you can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. When you see these things, Jesus challenges us regarding wars and rumors of wars. Wars and rumors of wars. Isn't it amazing the Bible says, you say, well, there's always wars and rumors of wars. Yes, but in the context of Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about on a global scale. Think of it now for a moment. For those of you who are skeptics, we have an itinerant preacher who was raised as a carpenter by his stepdad in a little country town up north called Nazareth. A lot of scandalous talk about his coming into the world and his mother and all that stuff, but we've moved on from that. It's been some 30 years. And now he comes on the scene and he says, hey, you asked me a question about what's it gonna be like at the end of the world? Well, one of the things will be that there's gonna be a global conversation taking place. It's gonna be rumored about constantly about wars. Oh, and there will be wars. And I want to show you a list right now. I think we have this list. I want you to just look at this. These are the conversations in news now today. China versus Taiwan. Unless something happens, ladies and gentlemen, which I, I guess it's not going, who knows? China could swallow up Taiwan and the world would just keep going. America would do nothing. America, I don't think, can. China versus the United States. That's always on the table. And, and increasing. 
Believe it or not, Venezuela versus the United States. Are you kidding me? There have been some serious weaponry that Iran and Russia has, have moved into Venezuela pointed at us. Right now, they're there. North Korea versus Japan. This is so sad for Japan because when Japan tried to take over the world and we beat them up, we said, no, no armies and navies for you. We'll be your protector. Sign here, and you can't do this anymore because we can't trust you guys, so we'll be your protector, big old big brother America. We're going to take care of you. And so now North Korea wants to beat up Japan, and Japan's like reaching in its pockets and ain't got nothing to defend itself with. Looking to America. And North Korea versus United States. What's his name? has been launching uh, test ICBMs again. Iran versus the United States. This has been going on for a very long time. Russia versus the United States. Russia versus Israel. That's a constant dynamic. Because Russia is in an interesting way because it uses, it uses land that's north of Israel, like Syria, it used it possibly areas of Lebanon via Hezbollah. We'll see that in a second. But if you know Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible speaks exactly as to what eventually will happen regarding Russia and Israel. Now, when I say Lebanon versus Israel, this is not Lebanon, the nation that you would know. This is Hezbollah who has, take, who has commandeered Lebanon. And they are sworn enemies of Israel to wipe it off the face of the earth. Iran versus Israel. Iran versus Saudi Arabia. Did you know that these two are constantly pointing weapons at each other to annihilate each other? Did you know that they can't stand each other? They are the two different houses of Islam. Did you say, Jack, why do you point these things out? Jesus said there'll be days like this. Jesus said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this, my Jesus said. Yeah. <laughs> it inspired a song. I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Here's one thing right now in the news happening now. Syrian Kurds suspend anti-ISIS operations to brace for Turkish invasion. This is a big deal. It's been announced to Turkey that Turkey is about to invade Syria. Most likely it's going to involve the United States. You say, what? We just got done fighting decades of war. You say, well, why, why is this even being discussed? Why would we help in this situation? Now remember, all of this flies under the banner of wars and rumors of wars. Do you know when your economy is in bad condition? Do you know what you do when your economy stinks? You start a war. Why did Hitler stir up Europe and start a war? Because their economy was in the tank. Whenever your economy stinks, start a war. It does wonders for your economy. Why would we get involved in this? Because our economy is in the tank. Pretty weird, isn't it? Pretty strange. So as a skeptic, you've got to be thinking, do I believe in the Bible or not? Jesus said there'd be wars and rumors of wars before the end. Number seven, regarding a world in rebellion to Christ. That would be increasing. And I'm going to give you three passages of scripture that you're going to want to remember and write them down in your Bibles, especially in your margins of your Bibles. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. 1 John 2, 18. Little children, 
It is the last hour. That guy loved John. He's not even talking about last days. John looked at his sundial on his wrist and said, man, we're done. It's like the last hour. I love that. It is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. 2,000 years ago, John had his eyes open, as it were, in his head, looking up. Next verse. Check this out. 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Listen, that's a reference to the Trinity, if you think about it. If you deny the deity of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that's because you have a spirit of Antichrist governing your life. Well, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe that he's who he says he was or who the Bible says he was. That thinking comes from the spirit, the atmosphere of Antichrist. Remarkable, isn't it? Look at 2 John. 2 John 7 says, But many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Friends, many of your cults that you encounter with friends or at your doorstep hold to this view. Remarkable. I just find it fascinating, always fascinating, that once somebody denies Jesus Christ, they become a denier of all things God. It's remarkable. What's next on the world scene? People want to know. That's what your newsstands are saying in the grocery stores. What's next? Makes me, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think normal. I, if, if, I, if I were a computer hacker, this is how I'd spend my time. You know how people always look for directions at P.F. Chang's? <laughs> it's the fortune cookie. <laughs> and it's funny because after you're done eating, it's like, are you going to eat the cookie? Everybody, what are you going to do with your cookie? You're not going to throw it out, are you? Oh, you like them? No, they're horrible. I want to see what's inside. Have you noticed that? Are you like that? You. By the way, have you noticed? Fortune cookies are amazing. You're so awesome. You open it up. You're going to meet somebody really interesting tomorrow. It's always just this stuff. Wouldn't you like, if I was a hacker, I'd like to hack into the machine that makes those things and put Bible verses in there. Can you imagine? And then I'd ship them all to China. <laughs> Can you imagine? They open up all these cookies, billion cookies. You start seeing people getting saved all across China because they're reading a fortune cookie. What was in that cookie? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever could be me would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Give me that cookie. <laughs> right? Amazing. Everybody wants to know, what does the new year hold? Well, I don't know. We can speculate. But I have this little list. Uh, first of all, the imminent and sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm rooting for. Or a rush toward worldwide economic solution because the world is in trouble and it's increasingly in debt. Or an aggressive attempt to reinstate some form of global fear tactic, like what's happening right now in China, right now, as I speak. 
the poor Chinese people in Shanghai, in uh, other places, the brutality that's taking place right now, they're, they're stirring up the next wave to get you masked up and vaxxed up in something new. And they're starting it now. Because the first pass didn't work. Or the imminent and sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. And that doesn't happen, then you can maybe look forward to an obscure but yet fulfilled destruction of Damascus. You say, what? Isn't this something? Right out of the blue. Listen, a lot of biblical scholars in Isaiah chapter 17, they have a hard time placing this particular prophecy in the Bible because the Bible says that regarding Damascus, in conjunction with Jeremiah, that Damascus, it says, in the walls of Damascus, there's going to be a fire that begins, and it is going to consume Damascus. And it's going to be so bad, it says, that Damascus will never be inhabited again by a human being. And when that happens, it says, Israel will suffer from it. Israel and Damascus so close together, that city to the border. Isn't that an interesting, that's Isaiah 17. And scholars don't know, is that possibly the trigger to the Ezekiel 38 battle? But one thing we know for sure, right now Damascus is very well populated. But the Bible says there's coming a day when it's going to be uninhabitable. Wow. Somebody could, in this day and age, somebody could trip over something and set off a nuke. Set off something. Who knows? Wow. Or the imminent and sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. Or a Russian-led Islamic coalition to destroy Israel. Ezekiel 38. Or the imminent or sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. Or an increased global destabilization of laws and rules and order. The world's losing control of itself. Or the imminent and sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. Or an utter collapse of Europe as we know it today. You guys, Europe is hanging on a thread. Like this. Europe is godless, leaderless, and it's in trouble. Or the imminent and sudden appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen. You say, what do you keep saying that for? Because he could come at any moment before any of these things happen. So very quickly, we end with these last two regarding the preparing of his church. I believe God's preparing his church. I believe God's people are going to be doing their jobs, getting married, going to school, doing what you're supposed to do, occupy till he comes, live your life. But at the exact same time, you got your head, as it were, spiritually up. You're looking for him all the while. You're doing the hardest thing of all, and that is disciplining your life to stay the course. You got to be ready to meet him today, but plan for the next 100 years. You think about that. But we need to do this for sure. Jude chapter 1 verse 20 starts there by saying, But you, beloved, this is it. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. That's a great marching order. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. What a great statement. And then finally, number 10, when you see these things regarding living out our lives until he comes, you and I are going to choose how we're going to live out the rest of our days. And I want to give you this verse and then a commissioning. 
And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. And you do that with meekness and with fear or with honor and respect as you share Christ with others. So church, honestly, stand. I'm going to give you some marching orders. These are things that we need to have in our lives active from this moment on. I just wrote down in my notes to myself, I just called them countermeasures. Whatever the enemy's throwing at you, your home, your life, your business, your health, God in his word gives us countermeasures. Number one, having the right attitude. Have the right attitude about what's going on. Listen, if you're going to follow Jesus, it's going to be tough. Can somebody say amen to this? Amen. It's going to be tough. This is so tough of a time. We have to fight and get our minds and our attitudes right in line with scripture because our emotions are so strong and we are so opinionated with our emotions. Watch out. Measure, countermeasure, number one, having the right attitude. Number two, countermeasure, keep yourself ready. Amen. Keep yourself ready. Watch out for things that would cause you to get sloppy about your life, spiritually speaking. I've been going to church for six months now. I'm going to take the next six months off. Don't do that. This church stinks. Then go to a church that doesn't stink. But don't stop. Keep yourself ready. Third countermeasure, avoid compromising situations. Well, you know, no, no, no. I was just curious. Stop it. I just want to see what it'd be like. Get over here. <laughs> Countermeasure number four, resist complacency and spiritual laziness. Oof. This is dangerous for all of us. Complacency and spiritual laziness. It's like, uh, again. Number five, exercise extreme judgment regarding information. Simply put, don't believe it. Well, what if you're saying it? Don't believe it. You're supposed to do an Acts 17, 11 on people. Test, test everything you hear against the scripture. Well, you hear this guy said, I don't want to hear it. Or if I have to hear it, I want to judge it through the Bible. And then finally this, galvanize yourself with the Bible. I like the word galvanize. I like that. Why do you galvanize something? To keep it from rusting. Galvanize, you know, stuff galvanized, it's not pretty. Have you noticed that? So look at that thing, it's so shiny over there. It's not galvanized. Not the way I understand it anyway. It's so, so glittery and shiny. That's great. But you know what? For the long haul, I'll take the one that's galvanized. It means it has been treated in such a way that it's impervious to the environment around it. It can snow, rain, hail, heat. It's just there. And to me, that's a picture of the Christian. We've been galvanized. The world looks at us and throws heat at us. It throws cold. It throws hail and mud at us. And we're like this. It's just, I mean, it hits us, but it doesn't stick. 
And how does that happen? We are galvanized with the Word of God. Know the Word and be safe. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.